Good evening, Bitcoiners from the UK. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master, back as always on Thursday, the 12th of November 2020, with my regular Thursday UK Bitcoin Master live show. Welcome, everyone. Don't forget, strong hand, pound the like button, send this out on Twitter. That's what I ask you all to do. I want to quickly look down at the chat, if I may. Uh, Hastings Insurance Solutions, welcome back. Great to see you in the house. JC Bothers with us. John Stramitas. I can see Zaza is with us. Rocky Palumbo. Who else have we got? We have got um, Michael Weber, David Carney, Phil Pastor Volman, um, Proud Zionist Jew. Um, well, welcome, everyone. It is great to have you here. My lovely wife has just joined us. Um, great to have you in the house, Elaine, as always. Thank you for moderating for me. Um, the Rocky Palumbo look. What do you think, people? <laughs> Don't you tell me what you think. It is what it is. November, everyone's shaving them off and I'm growing one. Um, so if you're new to the channel, um, you should be checking out below the disclaimer if you haven't already. Nothing I'm saying on here is you should ever construe as financial advice. It is just me sounding off. Jean, yeah, Jean's in the house. Welcome, Jean, as well. So don't take anything I say as financial advice. Do your own research, get in the rabbit hole, and only buy what you can realistically afford to lose because Bitcoin, like any other asset, goes up and down, and you could lose your money. Are you going to? Probably not, but you could. And therefore, don't buy Bitcoin on anything I say. What I say should encourage you to get in the rabbit hole and learn like I did three and a half years ago. So very, very quickly, if you want to check out my work, UKBitcoinMaster.com is where you'll find every video I've done to date since April 2018, when I started going live on YouTube. Initially, I was uploading, of course. And if you want to check out any live interviews I've done, BitcoinInterviews.com. And finally, for those that want to drop a lightning tip, because people do ask, I can't super chat you, how do I leave you a tip? There you go. There's the address there. But again, the show is not about tips. It is about me just choosing 30 odd minutes twice a week to go live and talk about Bitcoin. And for what I know about Bitcoin, I'm amazed at how many people come and join my chat. I think they join it just to hear this mad Bitcoiner from the UK go off on one again twice a week. Uh, I'm sure I can't teach many of you anything that are in the house, but it is great to have you all in the house uh, nonetheless. So let's get rid of that. So <clears throat> don't panic, just hodl. No need to panic right now, people. Everyone's bullish. Let's get over to the desktop and have a look at what's going on. Well, there you go. The last time I went live on Monday, we had uh, a correction with several red candles down just as I went live. Today, it's nice. We are not above 1600 but we are, according to the chart there, $4 shy of that. So we are in, sorry, 16000 So we are in the 16000 realm. We were up about 16 one an hour or so ago. So 
Um, the reason I wanted to show you this one is you will see over on the left, the big red candle is the big crash in March. And this is a weekly chart. And if you start looking at the daily and the hourly chart, you see loads of candles up, loads of candles down. Oh, my head. I'm talking to noobs really here. If you look at the weekly chart, it is generally in an upward trend, which is, in my opinion, really exciting. Bear with me, people. Rocky Palumbo, get in there. Absolutely. So the charts are looking healthy for those people that go and get freaked out by looking not at these types of charts. Whoops, that shouldn't have done that. Hold on. Um, but, um, you know, sort of day charts. If you look at this particular one, you can look over to the right and you will see, forget where my cursor is, go right over to the right and you can see that we are in a bull market. We are going up, but it is not a straight up. It is up and down like a fiddler's elbow. But basically, things are looking good. Things are exciting. Welcome back, Adam. Proud Zionist you. Glad to have you in the chat with us. Um, things are good. All we need to do is strong hand, delay gratification, be patient. Rome was not built in a day. If you liken Rome to Bitcoin, let's say taking over the world, that's just a loose term. Um, it's coming, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. You've got to be patient. But right now, it's just a really exciting time to be alive. So let's get over and look at some articles that I came across worth sharing. And the first one here, one of the world's top banks issues bonds that can be bought with Bitcoin. Now, that does not mean people own Bitcoin. But the point is, this is the second largest national bank in the world in China is now issuing bonds that can be purchased by Bitcoin. So in terms of bullish or bearish, what do you think this is, people? Well, I can tell you it is bullish. So I don't want to read into the article. It is just to say when you've got articles like that and like this, you know that you are in the right place at the right time. Michael Saylor is everywhere right now, is he not? I think he even features in one of my tweets um, a bit later on um, in the show. <clears throat> and it's a really good tweet as well. And at the end of the show, for those of you that are in the United Kingdom, I've also got a document I'm going to share with you that is bang up to date yesterday with regards to crypto taxes here in the UK. So that's coming up at the end of the show. So do stick around for that. Uh, Bitcoin said to be a million times superior to gold by MicroStrategy uh, CEO. Um, I think I might have highlighted something to read. Oh, no, this one wouldn't load. So I don't know what's going on there. But, you know, that's not doing what I wanted it to do. And I run out of time. But here's the thing. Michael Saylor is saying, you know, it's a million times superior. Why? Well, we know gold has stood the test of time for 5,000 years. So let's not beat up on gold too much because it is that solid store of value. It is where people run to um, to store their wealth. It stored wealth over thousands of years. We know that. But now millennials being interviewed asking would they store their wealth in gold or Bitcoin, it is coming out that Bitcoin's starting to be the winner. You know, gold is great, but how are you going to take it through an airport customs? 
You're simply not, are you? You know, and I've said this a million times before. If you can store your seed words in your brain, you can walk through customs with a billion dollars in your head. You know, you can't do that with gold. So and if you're new to the channel, if you're new to Bitcoin, it is about learning to understand what gives Bitcoin its uniqueness. You know, scarcity being one, there's only ever going to be 21 million. We know a couple of million are lost. So in circulation, well, circulation, most people are hodling. They're doing what I'm doing. So there's not going to be many in circulation, which is going to drive that price up. And, you know, the technology is Bitcoin over gold um, every day of the year. More bullish talk. You know, obviously my show only airs every three or four days, depending on a Monday or a Thursday. But, you know, you'd have heard this. But, you know, you've got Stan Druckenmiller is buying Bitcoin, this billionaire hedge fund manager. It was just announced now that Wall Street legend Bill Miller is also uh, revealing strong Bitcoin recommendations despite price surges, whatever that means. The point is, these are billionaires. And, you know, it is starting to happen. It might appear slow, but there is going to be a steady trickle of these big hitters into Bitcoin. OK, and then all of a sudden the pace is going to pick up. So now Wall Street legend Bill Miller, the founder of investment manager Miller Value Partners, has said he strongly recommends Bitcoin at current prices branding it the single best performing asset class in the last year, five year and 10 year periods. And these are massive hedge fund managers, you know, and they're starting to say it every week. We're going to get news like this until all of a sudden we hit something that we call a critical mass where all of a sudden everyone and everything starts to pile in because of the FOMO effect, where if you're new means fear of missing out. I got in in um, May, May the 23rd, um, 2017, when my good friend Gary O'Connell, who's in the chat, gave me that phone call. And um you know, I didn't understand Bitcoin. I didn't understand the four-year cycle, the 210,000 block cycle. And so all of a sudden, as it was pumping and the candles were going nuts through, you know, late um, 2017, I was FOMOing people in like mad, failing to realize that because I didn't know enough, they were going to come in, they were going to buy high, then the thing was going to plummet and they could then call me some kind of bleep. But I didn't understand it. But now I do understand it. And we are at the early stages of something unique and special where instead of retail investors coming in, people like you and I, it is institutions, hedge fund managers, managers blah, and the like starting to move now into Bitcoin and starting to recommend it, whereas before they would have, you know, called it a Ponzi, called it a fraud, it's going to go to zero or whatever was um, being said at the time when I first got in. So the 2017 bull run, I think the 2020 bull run is going to have a lot of similarities, but I think it could, I don't know, I don't want to make any predictions because I don't understand technical analysis, charts, I don't get them. But I just got this feeling that this time it might be different. We may not see such a big 
retracement, pullback, um, correction, whatever you want to call it. And maybe if you try to guess the top and you sell as it starts to go down and all of a sudden it turns around and starts to carry on up again, you're out of your position and you're never going to get back in your position. So, you know, that's, that's what, you know, that's trading. So don't trade people. People that trade Bitcoin, they lose. I can't see what's going on in the chat. As per Monday, I've got it back on my screen. If you want my attention, please type in UK Bitcoin Master and it will highlight in orange. In fact, I've just seen uh, Dan Newman. Uh, good evening to you, Dan. Uh, great to have you uh, with us. I'm going to actually, if I can get my um, mouse to work, I'm going to pop this in the chat again. If you haven't done this, please retweet this, please. Where did that go? Yeah. Please retweet the show using this link so that we can get more eyeballs on the show. We can grow the numbers. More noobs coming in can find the channel because it doesn't talk technical and over the top. And noobs can probably relate to me because even I'm a noob after three and a half years. You know, I have got a real feeling about where Bitcoin's going and what it's going to do, but I don't understand why it's doing it, etc., etc. So do please share that link out on Twitter. Do it right now. Pause the show. Go and do it. Come back and then pick it up at 1.75x again and catch up. But please, please, please tweet it out. Um, it will be helpful. Uh, you can also tweet it out and maybe tag Michael Saylor. And if we keep doing this and we keep doing this and we keep doing this, he might eventually succumb and decide to come on my show. Whether he will, who knows? Uh, JP Morgan. Wow. I want to talk about JP Morgan for a moment. How many people in the chat right now were around in 2017 when JP Morgan's Jamie Dimon was slamming Bitcoin? You know, saying things like Bitcoin's a fraud or if any of my employees are caught involved in Bitcoin, they'll be immediately sacked. You had Caitlin Long, you know, now owning and running Avanti Bank in Wyoming, used to work in the pensions division at JP Morgan, dealing with multi-billion contracts, walked away because she couldn't stand what they were doing with the markets, manipulation, um, fractional reserve, all the stuff that goes on within banking. OK, and all of a sudden, here we are in just three short years three and a bit years, and JP Morgan are all over this thing now. Millennials are not the only one driving further demand for Bitcoin, uh, they say. Um, covering the steepening of cumulative flow trajectory in grayscale Bitcoin trust in recent weeks, JP Morgan yet again shared a bullish view on Bitcoin. According to the largest investment bank, Bitcoin's corporate endorsements such as PayPal have propagated further demand for the digital asset. This can be particularly seen in the ascending in the ascending of GBTC, which, as per JP Morgan, suggests that the demand for the leading digital currency is not only driven by younger cohorts of retail investors, people like you and I, the millennials, but also institutional investors that include family offices and asset managers. 
institutional investors are actually the biggest investors in Grayscale's products. So here's the thing. If you're new, if you've got your Bitcoin on Grayscale, you don't own it. OK, so understand the difference between someone like GBTC or Gemini or Coinbase or something like that holding your Bitcoin for you. Whilst it might be easier to let them custody it for you, you don't own your keys and therefore those coins are not yours. If you stick around till January, I'm sure the Trace Mayer initiative will come round again the 3rd of January. Not your keys, not your Bitcoin, encouraging people to get their Bitcoin off exchanges. How many times in three years have I said on my shows three things? Number one, firstly, get some skin in the game and buy some Bitcoin. Number two, immediately remove it from an exchange onto a hardware device that is kept offline like a Trezor or a Ledger or a Keep Key or something. I can only talk about Trezor because it's all I own, a couple of them, and they are phenomenal. The interface is awesome. <clears throat> my, <coughs> excuse me, my Trezor sits behind Electrum desktop that sits behind my full node to give me the most amount of privacy I can get, as well as all also helping um, to do my part to support the hash rate and the, the Bitcoin blockchain. So give some thought to all of that. But whatever you do, don't leave your coins on, <coughs> excuse me, an exchange. And finally, in the articles, this one, Bloomberg goes bullish on Bitcoin on latest Nasdaq decoupling. Now, I keep hearing people more expert than me talking about it's correlated to the S&P, uh, NASDAQ or whatever. Um, all I know is when you look down at this particular chart and it says Bitcoin is on track of further price appreciation as it decouples from a classic positive correlation with tech stocks, according to Mike McGlone of Bloomberg. On Wednesday, or Bloomberg Intelligence, I should say, on Wednesday, the senior commodity strategist highlighted the ongoing trend deviation between the flagship cryptocurrency and the NASDAQ 100 stock index, a benchmark that tracks the market performance of leading US tech companies. He posted a chart that showed BTC USD in a clear uptrend in comparison to a slightly bearish NASDAQ 100, at least in the previous five weeks. And somewhere here is that chart, I believe. Um, yeah, so you guys that would understand charts would maybe see what he's talking about here. But, you know, at some point, we're going to get this crossover where the stocks are going to plummet and Bitcoin's going to moon. You know, scarcity, you know, they are printing money like it's going mad. They're artificially pumping up the stock market, which happened in 2008. And eventually something's going to go pop uh, for sure. Um Vention MGTOW is in the house. Vention, welcome to the show. I hope you are doing well. 
brother, I hope you are getting the treatment you need. And I am always rooting for you and always thinking of you and always hoping that whoever it is up there looks after you and gets you well. So, Vention, get well soon. I'm not the only one. There are loads of people that are sending good wishes your way consistently. Somebody else that I want to send good wishes their way, Dan from JustLearnBitcoin.com. If you're not a regular on the show, uh, Dan is the CEO. He's really not well at the moment and I haven't had an update, but the last update I had, he's in hospital. He's waiting for an operation. He's in constant pain. Um, it, they don't know really what it is as yet. And, you know, he's a pretty young man, which is an awful thing. So again, people, you know, send your good wishes out to Dan at JustLearnBitcoin.com. Having said that, they are show sponsors. So I want to give them a shout out. They've got everything over there for, for a noob to check out. Wallet setup and backup storage solutions. End of life planning, which is really important. They've got all the merch you could expect. I'm wearing my uh, Bitcoin bracelet that I really love. So if you go to btcbracelets.com, they've got some great discounts, although I think there is something wrong with that site right now. But of course, Dan can't do anything with it because he's in a hospital bed, but I'm sure he will eventually. And finally, there's the merch. You can get all the merch you might want to promote Bitcoin. Um, either way, just go over and check out Just Learn Bitcoin. And one other cause that um, I'm passionate about on this show, and I want you to tweet this out again so that we can get bigger eyeballs on this cause, and that is for Pastor Phil Volman. Phil's in the house with us. Um, Phil had 14.2 Bitcoin stolen, um, as these two videos show, doing a firmware update on his Trezor. Now, you know, Phil has told me that even two years on, he feels sick to the pit of his stomach to lose over 14 Bitcoin. So if you click on the family story, you can find out about Phil and his lovely family, pastor of the church, American military, taken in and brought up disadvantaged children and even adopted them as their own. So do read Phil's story there. There's not much, a five minute read. And then finally, Phil very kindly uh, was open to putting up the transaction ID of the hacker that stole uh, Phil's Bitcoin. Now you can see here all the transactions Phil's made available. So they're open since Phil started stacking his Bitcoin. Quite a bit of TX is there, as you can see. And then finally, uh, the box showing the 14.2 Bitcoin being taken from his wallet by the dirty, filthy hacker. So the reason we show this is maybe there's somebody that might be able to track where this went. You know, probably not, but, you know, in the hope. Um, but on any of these pages, if you click the link, that will take you here over to the donation page um, called TallyCoin. And as you scroll down, you can see you can donate tiny amounts, 50 cents, you know, $5, 10, 30, 100, 200. You know, we want to reach Michael Saylor and then that odd change in his 17,700 and whatever it is, Bitcoin, he might just say, well, I, I won't miss 14. I'll do that, donate them to that lovely man's cause. That's my goal, to reach a whale, to reach a big hitter. But I can't do that alone. 
you know, I'm a small channel with just nearly 300 subscribers. So I rely on you people to help me out so that we can reach others. If you know people well and they know you that have got big followings, tweet it out. Put Michael Saylor in it. Put those people, tag them in it. And maybe if we keep doing that, there's an old saying, much rain, where's the marble? Doesn't seem like we're doing a lot each time we do it. But if we keep doing it, we chip away and we chip away. And maybe, just maybe, we can get Phil one sum or all of his Bitcoin back. Uh, last donation, I believe, was sometime in uh, September. Yeah, uh, the 2nd of September. So, you know couple of months ago now. So, you know, knowing Phil as I do, he really deserves better. So let's see if we can't help him out. Michael Weber, what about afterlife planning, Brian? Yeah, um, just for Bitcoin, they've got, it's all over there, Michael. Go and check it out. Um, you can reach out to them. Um, they'll guide you. Um, there's, it's not just Dan. There are others that are working over there. So, you know, yeah, you know, one of the things that we've discussed is this. You know, my lovely wife and I, you know, I'm sure we both won't both, you know, die together. But what happens if tomorrow we're both killed in a car crash, plane crash, whatever? How are our family going to unlock our Bitcoin? And there is a way there to set it up where there are people that can help them do that with contacts. So it's well worth going over there and checking that out, Michael, and reaching out to them. OK, so nobody else trying to grab hold of me. No. Right. So let's have a look at some tweets I found. <clears throat> Here we are again. Michael Saylor. <laughs> I agree with Pomp that it is dangerous to think that gold and Bitcoin are similar and complementary investments. When the I love this. When the Bitcoin dragon emerges from its lair, the first thing it will eat is the kingdom of gold. I think that's absolutely superb. I don't think it'll be many years before we equal gold's market cap. I really don't. Probably by the next bull run after the next halving, I would imagine. Hey, what do I know? Don't take anything I'm saying. But, you know, gut feeling, this thing going to gather serious momentum now. And I don't think it will be long before it really does eat gold. Gold will still be around, but I think it will eat it for dinner for sure. <clears throat> uh, nut. Knut Zvanholm. Sorry, Knut, if I butchered your name. Every discussion about Bitcoin's monetary policy is completely pointless. Bitcoin is the way Bitcoin is. I've always said that, haven't I? You know, it will do what it's going to do when it's going to do it without your eyes intervention. No one can change that. And that's the whole point. Absolute digital scarcity could only be discovered once. Attempted copies are meaningless at best. 21 million. That is what Bitcoin Meister, proud Zionist Jew, says. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. If Bitcoin fails, that's it, people. It's over. It's done. There is never going to be in our lifetimes anything that's going to come close with how long Bitcoin's been around, how it's grown, how many obituaries have been written and it's bounced back. In March, pandemic, Bitcoin plunges to whatever it was, three, four thousand. It rebounds. Look where we are now heading towards that all time high of 2017. This is it. We've got one chance at sound money to make the world a better place for future generations. That's where that's really uh, coming from. Excuse me. 
Sorry about that, people. Uh, JP, I wonder how long until we get more politicians coming out as Bitcoiners. We've obviously had um, Godfrey Bloom here in the UK and others. Um, the incentives to own it are just too tempting. Imagine being one of the people who didn't buy any because you thought governments would ban it. And that was replying to Corey, who said, become convert to Bitcoin in the last couple of years. My conclusion, it is the millennials version of gold. Still see risks attached, but are basically the same as other assets. Leg, confidence and demand. See demand getting stronger. Uh, A. Pompliano is on the ball, re-Bitcoin. You know, it's all going that direction for sure. And the moon, simple one, but so profound. It takes 65 Bitcoin to be a millionaire today. It takes 10 Bitcoin to be a millionaire in 2021. It takes one Bitcoin to be a millionaire 10 years from now. So I'm now talking to you people that are 30s, 40s, 50s, hey, even 60s. Aim for one Bitcoin. If you're just getting going and it just seems insurmountable, just keep dollar cost averaging. Just keep doing it. Stop drinking coffees and having meals out and buying the extra bit of clothing you don't need and buy a bit of Bitcoin because Bitcoin is going to grow massively over the next decade. Aim for one Bitcoin. If you get there, work out a strategy of how you can head towards two or five, or ten, or whatever the case may be. But that is a profound tweet, isn't it? Uh, Jean says, regarding scarcity, if it is done twice, or three times, or a hundred times, it is no longer scarce. Scarce. Absolutely, Jean. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Friar Hass. <clears throat> Hass McCook. I've had Hass on my show. He's down in South Africa. Uh, a bull Bitcoiner really is bullish on Bitcoin. By the end of next year, 90, and this, by the way, this is 2020. By the end of next year, 90% of all Bitcoin will have been mined. Four years later, we'll be at 95% mined. Then it's only another decade or so before the 100-year rush for the final 1% kicks in. That's profound, isn't it? How quick? Who remembers the the hype and the worry in 1999 getting towards New Year's Eve when everybody globally was wondering if all the computers are going to crash and banks are going to fail and industry is going to fail and hospitals are not going to be able to function? 20 years ago. So do you think the next 10 years is going to come round? Whoops. There we go again. Just as quickly. <coughs> yes. It is going to absolutely come at us. So you just as well get what Bitcoin you can in the next one, five and ten years. Really, really great tweet um, from Hass McCook. And for those UK Bitcoiners, this may interest you, it may not. But I was looking around and I came across this coin jar tax guide for UK Bitcoiners. Um, it's going to be in the show notes and this is a PDF of it. But you can see, look at what it covers, people. 
everything you really need to know to understand what you're doing with your crypto, etc., and how you should be um, dealing with your taxes. Now, do we want taxes? Of course we don't. But until that point, we're not going to get round it. We've just got to do our best to ensure that we are on the right side of the law. And there's plenty of information here for those of us in the UK um, from this CoinJar tax guide. So look out for the link within five minutes of the show finishing, and then you can click on it and actually go to the website and uh, download it yourself. And finally, you know me and Queets, or quotes, Queets, quotes. I love quotes. And here's my quote. You can't build a reputation on what you are going to do. Don't procrastinate. Don't ever say with what's going on, yeah, I might have to get some Bitcoin at some point. Change that. That's procrastinating. Change that to how do I get some Bitcoin and how do I get it right now? Okay, that's the key here. That's not procrastination. So build your reputation going forward on what you do and not on what you are going to do. I thought that was a pretty good tweet uh, to finish the show off. So, people, thanks as always for your support. Uh, I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. That is my Bitcoin show for today, Thursday, the 12th of November, 2020. As always, don't panic, people. Just hodl. In fact, don't sell. Just hodl. Build your strong Bitcoin hand if you're new to the show. Learn how to buy your Bitcoin, get it on a Trezor, and then kick back and don't keep looking at charts. And that really is all you need to do by finding four or five good, honest content creators that are going to tell you the truth and tell you as it is and teach you not to trade because you get wrecked and teach you and keep drumming into you that you need to buy and hold Bitcoin. That is what Bitcoin was put together for, for you to build yourself and your family for generations to come, a store of wealth, a store of value. So please tweet this out. I'd greatly appreciate it if you haven't already. Please like this video if you're new, share it, subscribe to the channel, then hit the bell notification. I apologize if you don't see these articles, if you're listening on Anchor and Apple Podcasts, but that's your choice for being on a, a listen-only platform. Um, if you're on YouTube, Within 24 hours, the squares will come up that you can click on that take you to my websites. I'm also on Library, BitChute, DTube, and there's one other. It goes out on Facebook at UK Bitcoin Master. Follow me on one of those. And finally, and really importantly, because Bitcoin Meister's channel has been not taken down again, but he's had a strike against the channel, which means he can't post or go live for a week or so, I believe. So he's on his proud Zionist Jew channel, which I dare say he'll go um, live not long after my show. Um, <clears throat> but if you go over to UK Bitcoiner and just click follow or subscribe and hit the bell button, um, I don't post anything there. It's dormant. But if this channel went down a second time, like I've had it 
go down once already, then I will instantly go live over there. And if you're subscribed, you will see the notifications and you won't miss any of my shows. Uh, <clears throat> that's if you don't want to miss any, obviously. So once again, people, hodl on, as Jean Vercher just said, hodl on, have a great week, whatever you're doing. I'm out of here. Uh, I will catch you all on Monday. So whatever you're doing, have a great weekend. Hoddle your Bitcoin. Don't sell your Bitcoin. Don't leave it on an exchange. I will catch you all on Monday, and I'm going to leave you with my social media links. Cheers, everyone. Catch you Monday. Bye for now.